ready to roll? I'm always ready to roll. All right, dude, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Homegrown Hustlers. Yeah. World's best podcast, like I just said. So, uh, actually, universe is best. I don't know. What are we? We're just the best. But we want to thank our sponsor, Larson Waste. Where we're at right now, Larson Waste, best trash company to ever exist, always taking care of their customers. We love our customers at Larson Waste. You got anything to say about Larson Waste? They're just really good guys, you know? Yeah, they are. Take a chance to meet your good, your trash guy. They're really nice. You know, good people. I don't, I can't think of a person in this company that I've got a problem with, you know? Nope. So they're a great company. Check them out, LarsonWaste.com. Check them out on the media platforms. We got a new video dropping today, so if you're listening on Tuesday, October 23rd, new video dropping. It's going to be awesome. Check it out. Follow Larson Waste on their their, uh, social media accounts. So let's roll into it, dude. Today, today before we rant, not before we rant, but what we're going to talk about after our rant is is some pretty, uh, it's kind of a hot topic word. So I think people are going to like it. So... Before we get into that, let's rant down. What's, yeah, what's all right, been on dude. your mind, man? So I was sitting down and I was like, yo, I want to have a bowl of cereal. And surprisingly, there was a box of honeycombs on the table. I was like, this sounds great, you know, as long as it's not stale. And as everyone does, they sit down, pour a bowl of cereal, and they're like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read the box. And I have to say, this is the most impressive box of cereal I've ever read. Uh, I was like, holy crap, dude. Like, talk about some inspiration while munching down. So I just wanted to share this box with you. If you guys have got the latest honeycomb box, I highly recommend just (laughs) looking at it because, like, if if you were uh, like a noob to like, how can I make my life better or whatever, you know, you want a life coach, just go read Honeycomb's box. I thought they <laughs> nailed it. So it says the seven days, seven ways to make this your biggest week ever. And that starts off by saying, day one, be kind, practice a random act of kindness. Day two, be confident. Don't be afraid to be your uh, unique self. Day three, be adventurous. Try something you've never done before. Day four, be creative. Make something cool. Day five, be independent. Take the initiative to do something yourself. Day six, be a dreamer. You can achieve great things if you dream big. Day seven, be brave. Be confident in doing the right thing. And I was like, holy, just... They nailed it. Honeycombs got their shit together. Dude, dude, you know (laughs) what I really, really like about that? (laughs) Really what I love about that is not necessarily the keys they gave, which are good, but like that's not my focus. The fact uh, that they put that on their cereal box is a thing to bring value to their customers. Yeah, that's exactly it. I don't think that I was so impressed with the fact of what they... I mean, like I am impressed with what they put on the box, but more just like the thought behind it. Like, Hey, how can we make their day better? Well, how about we give them a pro tip one-on-one, how they're going to have the best week of their life. Well, and I think that like really, I think some of our audience is at the trash industry because we are the trash industry's first podcast. Don't care what Rubicon global says. We were up there first. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. we're the trash industry's first podcast. And I think that's a question that's in the trash industry a lot. Like how do we bring more value? Because it's such a, uh, like simple thing like it's just doing that and that's so outside the box like it's really not that crazy to think about when you see it done but like to cr- come up with that is something that so many industries can't do it seems obvious once they do it but they can't do it to where if they're like we want to bring more value to the customer they might sit back and think well the only thing we could do is 
put more cereal in the box, I guess. I don't know. Tell them like what milks it pairs well with. Like, what do you do? Yeah. And I see that in the trash industry all the time. Like, I mean, we just pick up their trash. The only more value we could bring them is either doing stuff for free or, uh, somehow picking up more trash. Yeah. But, but that is a great, like their, their stated purpose, their mission statement probably isn't, you know, be a tasty cereal. It's probably help people start their day off right or something like that. And so in that, it, it created the space and in, in them using language around that, that as a purpose of their company creates a space for them to do things like that. Yeah. And it was impressive to see that it was on a honey cone box like of all things i thought maybe like yeah this is something you'd see on wheaties you know like you might yeah. be like oh tricks are for kids you know but same thing with honeycombs i was like wow this is impressive but <clears throat> the thing that i think that <clears throat> stood out the most out of the seven points like you said i wasn't super um set on a, a lot of them but the main thing that i really liked was the day four be creative i think that's something that a lot of people um undermine nowadays is the creativity and the uniqueness of being creative and i like how they said make something cool. And when they mean creative, it, it could be cool to yourself. <laughs> they don't really care what it is. Just be cool. So that was kind of my rant, dude. Honeycombs props to you. You guys freaking nailed it by far the nailed best cereal it. box I've seen in a while. Oh, so. dude. Well, and another plug to Larson waste, like that's what we're trying to do. That's why, why our mission statement is taking care of the hassle to give you peace of mind. So that's what allows us to be exploring, putting together an Alexa scale. That's what allows us to to be exploring new branches of ways to bring value. So I love when companies have yeah. an example of that. That's this was a perfect example. Win, yeah, they're definitely going to win. But what's up with you, man? What's on your mind? Dude, so uh, there's a book over there on my bookshelf. Oh, you can't see it if you're yeah. listening, but I got a bookshelf here. And uh, it's got, I don't know, how many books? I think like 30? Yeah, at least. Anyway, on that bookshelf, there's one book that's called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Mm. Now... I've never read that book. (laughs) (laughs) Great title. Never read it. I totally agree with the title. So I would like to read that book. I need to do that, but I'm not going to commit to that right now because I don't know if I'm going to, but that's kind of what I wanted to rant about is not sweating the small stuff, especially if you're leading the business or want to do something bigger because it's crazy. It's been so uh, apparent to me. That's the word I'm looking for. For so apparent to me how how often or how easy it is to get like caught down in the mud and in the like little tiny things that honestly don't matter and especially as a leader if you're not willing to give uh, other leaders in your company the leeway to do things how they uh, see fit so other ways I've been putting this is like that perfection is like the enemy to I don't know performance or something like that maybe that's why sometimes i perform terribly because i am definitely a perfectionist (laughs) ocd is a hindrance a lot of times well yeah lots of times that can be great because it can produce something perfect but so many times if it's something that doesn't matter that you're super worried about being perfect uh you're way better off like letting it go and focusing on the big things and get the big things right oh yeah um you know you can really be trapped down in the micro trying to make those perfect and and perfect or not perfect 80 percent of the micro may, may make the macro a hundred percent still. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh no, for sure. And I mean, in a relatable sense for me, when it comes to weird things like washing my pickup, there's a lot of times that my OCD or my perfection of like has to be so perfectly clean that it almost creates way more stress in my life when it shouldn't have any stress in my life at all. Like, <laughs> I think 90% of the people find zero stress in washing their vehicle. But for me, I'm like, there's a speck, there's dust. Oh my gosh, this is killing me. And they're like, dude, take a deep breath. This has zero effect on how your day is going to end. But yeah. anyway, I like that, man. That's yeah. good. So uh, don't get caught up in it. So let's move on, dude. Let's let's move on to the meat of the podcast. And what is the meat of the podcast, my friend? Dude, a word that I've been seeing everywhere. The and word. I want to get your opinion on what it means to you. I'll share what it means to me after I kind of outline what I've seen, where I've seen it everywhere. So the word is authenticity Ooh. or authentic. He hit me with the A word. I hit you with the A word. <laughs> Dude, so... So I've been seeing this everywhere. All the gurus are screaming it. Oh, you got to be authentic. You got to this, you got that. And the context that they use it in, I think a lot of people are seeing it as meaning something else, that, different things. Um, one of a, a guy I used to work for, Casey Ba, he's, uh, you know, uh, pretty high up in Vivint. Uh, anyway, I used to work for him and he's even started like a whole brand that's called Authentic. No way. Yeah, it actually looks like some pretty cool stuff, which I'd love to get, hop on a phone call with him and see like what his call his mean behind is. Maybe we can put that phone call on this podcast too in the future. We'll we'll keep you updated. But it's definitely a buzzword. So if you're in like business or or like following that at all, it's definitely something that you've heard lately. Um, authenticity or or being authentic. And so down, want to get your opinion like. When you hear authentic, authenticity, you know, whatever form of that, what's that mean to you? Um, right off the top of the dome, I'm thinking genuine and original when I think authentic. On, oh, wow. Authenticity, like authentic. Um, <clears throat> I think of uh, the kid that... Uh, you know, maybe, uh, you, I think everyone's going to have that kid where you hang out with them and, uh, your favorite color might be red. And, uh, the more you guys hang out, you know, you start out, yours was red and his is blue. And the more you guys hang out, maybe you became best friends, but now his favorite color is blue because he likes you. I feel like that's not being authentic. You know, they kind of changed his way because of uh, some sort of outside force because the world perceive, maybe he perceives that you're cooler than him or he wants to be like you sort of thing, which is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with it for, whatever that situation is. But for me personally, I like to be authentic in who I am um, <clears throat> with such as simple things like um, being honest in times when it's not easy to be honest. So maybe doing the hard things because you're genuine and true to yourself. So what do you, uh, what do you think? Like what, how's that apply to business? Uh, Why is this such a big thing in business right now? I think it has just culture and business is used <clears throat> when I as use leverage. Yeah. When I, and I might be taking this a totally different path. When I think of authenticity in business, I think of uh, corporate America. And I think of once uh, a lot of times you get these people that are pretty high up in corporate America, they start to get really like selfish or greedy and uh, they start to lose who they are and their purpose in life. And I think they start to do a lot of things that are corrupt and more beneficial towards themselves or to a certain group instead of what their core belief as a whole is. Maybe like, you know, hey, I'm going to do this deal because I'm going to profit a million, but I'm going to screw 50 other people. <laughs> Whereas back in the day, if he was being his true authentic self, he would probably like, no, I'm not going to do that because I care a lot about my my company and you know those other people even though I might not know them on a super personal level just like authentically I care for those people and I don't want to screw anyone so that's kind of what I think of the word so pretty close 
tied to like integrity or, or uh, ethics or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay. How do you interpret it though? Cause I'm interested. Cause I, I haven't really thought a ton about this topic or even that word. Cause I, I kind of keep my head down and fly under the radar a lot of the times, but I like this cause you, you dig deep into this big buzzword. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I spend as much time as maybe I should, if it really is something so important that it, that it is so talked about right now or used or said or whatever might be. But, uh, as I've studied it, the definition that I've come across that I think is the best is um, authenticity is who you hold yourself out to be to others. Okay. And I'd like to kind of share a story around that that uh, happened this weekend. Okay. Well, I'll just give an example. So I'm sure it's happened to a lot of us. A lot of times where we've gone about our day uh, doing things or whatever and say we're in the grocery store and we run into someone that clearly knows who we are and we have no idea who they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, I remember <laughs> <happens>. this one. <laughs> happens all the oh, time. Yeah. And and honestly, it re- happens to me a ton because I've got a huge family. Like, Oh, yeah. My dad's got nine brothers and sisters and both his parents had a lot of brothers and sisters. My mom's the same way. So like, yeah, there's cousins and second cousins. And if you're in a small town, you've, you've seen it, but it doesn't have to be that way. It could be someone you went to high school with. Well, shit, it happens to me because people think I'm you. And I'm like, I have no idea who you are, bro. I think you got me confused. (laughs) Exactly. And so where I think this plays into authenticity underneath the definition of who you hold yourself out to be is being an authentic in that situation, which I've done before. And I think a lot of people have done in the past is that person's talking to you, happy to see you. How are you? How's the kids? <laughs> and you play along as if you know them. <laughs> yeah. How, how are your kids doing? Yeah. Oh, I don't have a kids. Well, shit, that got awkward real quick. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think, it, I think that's what it does is it puts you in, 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 in authentic. Holy crap. You're inauthentic if you're leading them on to be, or your, your way of being is leading them to believe that they know who you know who they are. Mm. Like, it's not that you're outright lying to them, but you're like, yeah, oh, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. And really can create a mess. And I think lots of times we do that from a place of, Oh, we don't want that person to feel bad that we don't remember them or whatever story you tell yourself to do that, but you create a mess because what happens the next time you see them or the next time, because then you really can't be like, yeah, what was your name? Yeah. Because now you've already carried it on. It's like stretching the truth. Yeah. When a way to be authentic in that situation is like, Hey, you look familiar. I know, I know you, but I'm I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. yeah. Just being like, what's your name? Yeah. And that like, doesn't make a mess for you. And it makes it like you're authentic. So I think that's like a kind of a silly, but a simple example of like, I think that's authenticity of you never like to be authentic. You never hold yourself out to others to be what you aren't. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm allowed to ask the question back to you that you asked me, how can you be authentic with your definition in business? So I think, I think it can be totally encompassing. I think a whole company could be authentic. How so? In that way of that you do exactly what you say you're going to do in that same situation, like same type of situation of working with a customer where you may be trying, it's basically taking away the fake it till you make it thing. I don't think that's something that should be there. And I think it's much more valuable to be authentic. So if a customer calls and it's, Hey, I've got 
you know, in our situation, it might be, Hey, I've got this type of waste. How do I dispose of it? And instead of us being like, Oh yeah, we totally know what to do with it. Don't worry, blah, blah, blah. That would be inauthentic if we didn't know what to do. That doesn't mean we couldn't be like, Hey, we don't know, but we'll figure it out for you. So that's what, what we'll tell you. Then you're totally authentic and you don't create a mess of leading someone on that you can handle something that you can't. And so that, and that just is something that can be weaved into a whole culture. So an employee, a new hire or one that's been there on a while could be an authentic with a boss leading on that. He knows what he's doing on a certain thing that really creates a mess. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. he wants to impress his boss. So the imp- boss is trying to teach him something. He's like, no, I told them know how to do this to or lead him on that. He knows that. And so that training never happens. And then you're in a mess. So again, I like to give practical examples like, it let's say snow chains because the weather's starting to change oh yeah snow chains that you put on a truck never done it i'll be honest yeah but (laughs) a driver could not want to look that way to a boss or a supervisor or whatever and be like oh yeah no big deal totally inauthentic around that or and it may not even be that cut and drive straight line he could just lead him to believe like oh yeah i've done it a couple times when really he's only done it once when he was 12 and he forgot exactly um, but he doesn't want to look like he doesn't know how to do his job. And then he's on the side of the road. Can't put on his snow chains correctly. Like it causes mess. It could be the opposite way. A manager could be inauthentic to its, to his employees of what he knows how to do, what he can take on, what he can't take on. I think one example that I, you know, is I'm thinking of right now is even myself, like I, I've been inauthentic in the past wanting to, appear that like I put myself out to be a hard worker and I truly think I am a hard worker but in the past I've been inauthentic in things where I'm trying to appear as if I'm working really hard where I might not be and instead of addressing it and like hey I, I, I am a hard worker I want you guys to know that I'm here to work hard for this company and for you but I'm going to take a two hour lunch today instead of being authentic around that and just being straight up about it, you know, what, what might've happened in the past is that I go out to lunch. Then I try to make it look like I'm working somewhere else. Cause I do a post about work and this, that, and the other, and then continue on. So that's why I think it's such a hot topic too, right now, because with social media, you can be totally inauthentic oh, yeah. and make it look like you put yourself out to be something that's not happening. You could be struggling, broke company in a one freaking room office. And you go to a nice office, post some pictures, blah, 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 <laughs> go, go like take a tour of a private jet and take some pictures on it. Like you're flying somewhere. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to note that one down. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all sorts of stuff like that. That's totally inauthentic. So I guess that's how I see it applying to business. Um, and, and I think people sense have a sense of whether you're authentic or not. Oh yeah. As my grandpa would say, like, yeah, I can tell he's a real straight shooter. You know what I mean? You can just tell when someone's a good guy or not and being authentic. And uh, I think it has a huge impact on the success of your business too. So that's a good business practice to be authentic. Well, I think it's fulfilling to be authentic. I think, yeah. 
Yeah. So like whatever you define success to be in your business or in your life, like either way it pushes towards fulfillment when you're authentic. So you'll be happier as a person to the more authentic you become. Yeah. You're not having to ever put on a character or do any of that or worry about that. Yeah. About what people think. You're just yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think authenticity is an important thing and people need to, uh, to look in their lives and, and see when, where they may not be being authentic because I think we all have areas that we're not. So, Wow, there you go, everyone. Go go eat a bowl of honeycomb cereal, read the back of the box, and be authentic and tell us what you think about it. <laughs> there we there go. you go. There's your podcast for the day. And yeah. we're freaking hyped that you guys were able to tune in and learn a little bit because I learned a lot. And I'm and, and if we missed a piece you. that you yeah. see as a definition in authenticity, let us know. I think it'd be... Oh, yeah. I love learning about this stuff. Worth, it's pretty cool. Worth I hear what so hit us up. You mean about about that buzzword authenticity. So shout out again to Larson Waste. Thanks for being authentic, Larson Waste. Oh, and uh, I love the way you ended that. Use your trash. Peace. Later. Peace.